What is going on, everyone? This is Connor, the co-host with the most, welcoming you back to another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And on this edition of the podcast, we're going to be taking a look at some of the veteran quarterbacks in the NFL that have been struggling or been underperforming through the first few weeks of the season. Um, you know, this has kind of been the year of like the the young quarterback evolving in the NFL. You know, all these veterans seems like the old guard is moving out and the new guard is moving in in respect to quarterbacks. So. We're going to take a look at five of these veteran quarterbacks that have been struggling so far and give an update on how their season's gone so far and what I think the season's going to be like for them in the future. And so let's get right into it here. Um, this is going to be my first solo episode of the podcast, so I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to go around the shield, and the five veteran quarterbacks we're going to look at here, um, you all know them. They've been around for a long time. We're going to take a look at Matt Ryan of the Indianapolis Colts, Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams, Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, and Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All five of these guys, all five of these teams had high expectations coming into the season. You know, the Packers were looking to repeat as NFC North champions, potentially get to the NFC Championship. The Bucks looking to repeat as NFC South champions. Um, you know, after that heartbreaking loss to the Rams in the playoffs last year, they wanted to get back to the Super Bowl. The Rams, of course, the defending Super Bowl champions. The Colts were looking to win the AFC South for the first time uh, in a few years. And, of course, the Denver Broncos looking like, um, you know, they brought in Russell Wilson and everyone thought, you know, that was the last piece they needed was a quarterback to do a good thing this season. And, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out that way. So um, these are the five guys we're going to be looking at. Um, I'm going to take it in order from uh, – <laughs> This is going to be a weird ranking, but so all five of these guys, in my opinion, are future Hall of Famers. Um, Brady and Rodgers, of course, no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, Matthew Stafford, I think that Super Bowl win last year definitely gets him in. Russell Wilson, I think, gets in for sure. And I do think, um, definitely not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I do think one day Matt Ryan will get in as well. Um, So we're going to basically kind of go in order of, uh, I don't know, if I were to rank these quarterbacks by how good they are, um, that's how we're going to go. We're going to go from least good to, to best. Um, so, of course, that means uh, Brady will be last. But we'll get right into it here with the first quarterback, and that's going to be Matt Ryan with the Colts. Now, like I said, the Colts, they came into this season with a lot of expectations. You know, they missed out on the playoffs last year after losing to the Jaguars in Week 18. Um, Carson Wentz, of course, was terrible in that game. And the Colts have been on this revolving door of veteran quarterbacks over the last few years, ever since Andrew Luck uh, retired. Um, They had Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback for a year. Then they brought in Phillip Rivers for a year. He retired. They brought in Carson Wentz. They traded him away to the Washington Commanders and traded for Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. And needless to say, it's been a disappointing year for them so far. Um, you know, looking at the record here, they're 3-2-1. and one. Um, Good news for the Colts is that they have been getting better. Um, they currently are on a two-game win streak. They had that tie against Houston in Week 1 that, you know, a lot of people thought that they should have been able to win that game. Um, they did have a chance to win that game, but uh, Rodrigo Blankenship missed the game-winning field goal in overtime. Then, of course, getting blanked uh, against Jacksonville on the road, the, the curse of Indy playing Jacksonville in Jacksonville continues. Uh, but then a very surprising win at home against Kansas City. Um, then the loss to Tennessee, of course. The Tennessee mostly dominated that game. Derrick Henry kind of ran all over the Colts. But two wins back-to-back here now. The Denver win, of course, was in, definitely not an impressive win by any stretch. Um, they couldn't get hardly anything going on offense. Matt Ryan got sacked a bunch of times. Um, 
really just Denver, which we'll get to them later, was more incompetent on offense in that game, and they ended up being a 12-9 to win. Um, but a good solid win against the Jaguars this week. Um, you know, they got their revenge against the Jaguars. You know, of course, the Jaguars, I mentioned, like I said, just earlier that they won in Jacksonville, but the Colts got the win here. And looking at their upcoming schedule here, you know, they still have a few division games left. They still get to play Houston one more time. They still have to another game against Tennessee, which will be coming up after, um, which will be coming up this week. But looking at the rest of their schedule, I mean, you know, they have, they play, they still play against teams from the NFC East, which normally that would be a good thing. Unfortunately, that's kind of a bad thing for the Colts right now, given that the NFC East has been a lot better this year than a lot of people thought. Um, the game against Washington should be a win, but you know, the Eagles are undefeated right now. The Cowboys, they'll have Dak Prescott back by the time they play them. The Giants have been the surprise of the season this year, being surprisingly good. Um, and, of course, it does them no favors that they still have to play against, you know, the Raiders and the Vikings on the road as well, and against the Patriots on the road. So a lot of tough road games left. Uh, looking at Matt Ryan's stats here, you know, he's actually second in the league in passing yards, which is surprising, given that the Colts, you know, they're supposed to be a run-first team. Um, Jonathan Taylor's definitely been struggling. The O-line's been struggling. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's been hurt the past couple of weeks as well. So they've had to turn to uh, Philip Lindsay and Deion Jackson in the backfield. And, of course, you know, nothing. the bad thing for Ryan as well, the touchdown-interception ratio is not good. Eight touchdowns on seven interceptions. That's almost a one-to-one -one ratio. You definitely don't want anything like that. And um, my thing for Matt Ryan is that, like I said, I think he's getting better. I think he looked really uncomfortable in this offense the first couple of weeks. And I know he's been under a lot of pressure. The Colts offensive line has not been doing very good. And it's hard to put up good numbers at the quarterback position when, you're when your offensive line's not giving you time to throw and you're getting sacked all over the place. That being said, however, I'm not sure I see a whole lot of improvement coming out of this team. Like, I do think Matt Ryan will continue to get better as the season goes on, as he gets more comfortable in this offense. I just don't know if the rest of the team is going to be able to keep up with him and hold up and win some of these games. Because like I said, they have a tough schedule remaining. You know, their easiest games here, I mean, I said they have that home game against Washington, uh, the home game against Pittsburgh, and the game against Houston at the end of the year. And that's really only the only three games on this schedule that I can conceivably see them, you know, being favored in and potentially, you know, having a good chance to win. So... Um, a tough schedule going ahead. Like I said, I think Matt Ryan will continue to improve, but I don't think it's going to be enough for the Indianapolis Colts. And so for each of these quarterbacks, I'm going to give a prediction as to where I think their team will be and how their team will do the rest of the season. And my prediction for the Colts is that they will miss the playoffs. There's too much talent in the AFC, in my opinion, for them to stand out in this field. Um, you know, I think the Titans are going to win the AFC South. They're fighting with the Jaguars in this division, which, you know, it was big for them that they got that win over Jacksonville. So now Jacksonville doesn't own the tiebreaker over them. But I still think regardless, they're not good enough to get into the playoffs in this stacked AFC field that they're going to be going up against. So I think the Colts are going to be eliminated, although I do think Matt Ryan will continue to improve. <laughs> Moving on to the next quarterback here, which is going to be Matthew Stafford from the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Um, the Rams have also definitely been off to a very disappointing start to the year. They're 3-3 three and three at the moment, second place in the NFC West uh, behind the 49ers, I believe. Um, and the, the Rams are definitely suffering from the same problem that the Colts are going to suffer from, a tough schedule coming for, going forward. You know, they play again, they, they're on bye this week, but they play San Francisco the week after, which San Francisco really embarrassed them in their first game. Um, then they have to go on the road against Tampa Bay. Arizona is going to be a tough game because DeAndre Hopkins is now going to be back for this week. So they'll have Hopkins back. 
really looking at their schedule here, again, if I'm looking for easy wins on the schedule, I mean, at home against Seattle, maybe would be like a, an easy win for them, like an easy game. Um, Seattle's definitely kind of cooled off a little bit as the season's gone on, but, you know, I don't know. Like, they have a really tough schedule. Maybe if Denver's offensive struggles keep up in that game against Denver, but Denver's got a really good defense, and, <clears throat> you know, the Niners exposed the Rams in that aspect. And the schedule's just been a struggle for them. You know, they beat the Panthers this week, but everyone thought that they were going to be able to do that because the Panthers have headed into full rebuild mode. They got embarrassed by the Cowboys, embarrassed by the 49ers. They barely managed to hang on against the Falcons. They almost pulled the Atlanta Falcons and choked that game away. The Bills embarrassed them. Like, it's just not been a good year. And I think a lot of that's definitely, I'm not sure I would put all the blame of that on Matthew Stafford. Of course, looking at his stats here, the touchdown-interception ratio is really bad. Six touchdowns on eight interceptions. You know, you never want to have more interceptions than you do touchdowns, but... You know, the real problem for the Rams is just this offense looks so dysfunctional. I mean, the offensive line's not doing very good. You know, they, they're they allowing the opposing teams to get to Stafford and put pressure on him. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson have been very ineffective in the run game. Cam, it seems like there's been a lot of rumors that Cam Akers is going to get traded. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then outside of Cooper Cup, no one in the receiving game has stepped up whatsoever. Allen Robinson's been a ghost all season. He actually had a pretty good performance against Carolina, which was the first good performance he's had all season, but he's been a ghost otherwise. Um, Van Jefferson's been hurt. I know him coming back will help. Higby's not really the greatest tight end in the world. So, again, really outside of Cooper Cub, there have been no good receivers on this team. Um, that being said for the Rams, they still have a – you know, a really good defense on the other side. Aaron Donald's still one of the best players in the league. Jalen Ramsey, although I think he's overrated, is still a really good corner. Bobby Wagner's been a great addition to this defense. So the defense, in my mind, will help keep them in these games. Um, I'm not sure I see a, a huge amount of improvement coming out. Maybe getting rid of Cam Akers will help. Um, you know, maybe that, that game that Allen Robinson had will be a good boost for him. I think the Rams, you know, the fact that they're at 3-3 three and three right now is kind of a miracle, and I think it shows that they are going to be able to pull out some of these games that maybe they shouldn't necessarily win, like that they don't deserve to win, but they are still going to pull them out. So, I said, I think it's going to be more of the same, unless the offensive line really makes a turnaround. I think the same is going to continue for Stafford. I don't think this is going to be a good year statistically for him, unless they can get the run game going. He still has the thing with Cooper Cup, you know, him and Cooper Cup are still going to be able to connect for, you know, all these catches and all these yards and whatnot. You know, Cooper Cup, he's pretty much a lock to get like eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown every game. So um, that'll continue. And like I said, I think the Rams have a good enough defense to carry them forward. Unlike the Indianapolis Colts, you know, I didn't think the Colts uh, had a, their defense has been struggling as well, which is why I don't think they're going to make it. The other thing in the NFC is I do think the NFC wild card is definitely very wide open. Um, you know, the Bucks should win the South. <clears throat> the uh, Vikings right now look like they're going to win the North. Um, the East is definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be tough to probably sneak into the, that last wild card spot. I don't know if I can see either the Giants or Cowboys keeping it up, but I do still think there's an opportunity there for the Rams if they can beat San Francisco. You know, they've already beaten Arizona once, so if they can beat San Francisco then they could still conceivably win the division. It's going to be really tough, but I think they have a chance to sneak in. So my prediction for the Rams, I think they'll improve a bit. I think they'll get things figured out a bit, but they're definitely not going to go back to the Super Bowl, and they're definitely not going to have a – they're not even going to get back to the NFC Championship game. 
I think they'll sneak in as a wild card team. I think they'll kind of sneak in as that sixth or seventh seed um, in the wild card round. But because I do think the NFC East is going to beat up on itself a little bit, so I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. But I think they're headed for a first round playoff exit, no doubt in my mind. Like I said, they're definitely not getting back to the Super Bowl, and they're not going to defend their title. <laughs> Moving on now to the Denver Broncos. Now again, another team in this stacked AFC. You know. I was talking about when I started this podcast that, you know, the Denver Broncos, when it came to them, this was a team that everyone thought was like a quarterback away. We always hear about teams that are a quarterback away with great defenses, great weapons, but mediocre quarterback play holds them back. And that's where the Denver Broncos were at. You know, they have a top-level defense. I think their defense was second or third overall in the league last year. You know, they've got great weapons with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, they did unfortunately lose Javante Williams to a season-ending injury, but, you know, Melvin Gordon's still a decent back when he's not fumbling the ball. <laughs> um, you know, and they did just sign Latavius Murray off the practice squad. He's definitely a very serviceable running back. And Russell Wilson, you know, this guy, he's a quarterback who's been, you know, he's been a staple of the league ever since he came in, won a Super Bowl in Seattle, lost another one, you know. He had been a potential MVP candidate for a long time in his career, and just something is not working in this offense in Denver. Like, he just looks really uncomfortable in this offense. It doesn't look like they've made the offense for him. You know, my dad and I always like to talk about when you have a superstar quarterback, when it comes to building your offense, you don't build an offense. You, know, you don't build your offense and then put the quarterback in your offense. You build the offense around them. And this is something that Denver actually struggled with when Peyton Manning came to town back in 2013. You know, Manning, of course, went on to have the record-setting season. He won the MVP award. They, of course, lost in the Super Bowl to the Seahawks. But what they did that year was the Broncos really tried to implement their own offense. They didn't build the offense for Peyton Manning. They built their offense for them. And that was the problem, was that they built the offense for them, and Peyton wasn't happy. When you've got a quarterback of Peyton Manning's caliber or of Russell Wilson's caliber, you build the offense for them. And it doesn't look like Nathaniel Hackett has done that. Like I said, Russell Wilson looks really uncomfortable. His stats show it. Only five touchdowns through the first six games, three interceptions. The Broncos are 2-4, and four, quickly falling behind in the AFC West race. You know, they're still ahead of the Raiders, but they did lose to the Raiders. They're only two wins coming against the Houston Texans, who by all accounts are the worst team in the NFL right now. And, the you know, basically they should have lost to the San Francisco 49ers, too, had it not been for Jimmy Garoppolo stepping out of the back of the end zone. Um, their upcoming schedule is a little bit more favorable. You know, they do get to – they have a couple of home games here. The Jets are definitely looking a lot better, so that's going to be tough. But they have a home game against the Raiders, which, you know, they have a chance to win that. They play the Carolina Panthers. They play the Arizona Cardinals. Um, which who knows what the Cardinals are going to be, but they do have a really tough stretch as well playing against Kansas City. Uh, they still have to play those two games there. They have to play the Chargers again. Um, they have to play against the Ravens. So it's going to be a tough road for the Broncos. I could conceivably see Russell Wilson getting better, but I'm just not sure that those offensive adjustments are going to happen this season. I'm not convinced that Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, I think Nathaniel Hackett's a terrible coach, and I think he needs to be fired already. But... I just don't see those offensive adjustments happening. I don't see them getting put together. They're going to continue to struggle. And this AFC West, like I said, I know the Raiders are only 1-5 right now, but the Raiders are better than their record. Mm -hmm. The Chargers and Chiefs are both legit, in my opinion. Um, they're both potential AFC championship contenders. 
And it's just going to be really, really difficult for the Broncos again in this stacked AFC to make any headway unless a drastic turnaround happens, which I don't see happening. So my prediction for the Broncos is going to be that they, just like the Colts, are also going to miss the playoffs. Moving on to the two-time MVP, uh, two-time reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers, they're also 3-3 three and three right now. Um, you know, they've definitely had a very surprising start to the season. A lot of people expected that the Packers would be atop the North right now. They unfortunately lost to Minnesota in Week 1. They did reel off three straight wins after that, although, you know, other than the game against Chicago, the one against Tampa was really close. The one against New England needed overtime in Bailey Zappi's first game. And then back-to-back losses, uh, a blown lead against the Giants in London, and then losing to the Jets pretty badly this week. Um, now, Rodgers, the thing that is different for him compared to, I think, most of these quarterbacks is, in my opinion, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and how the Packers are doing, I don't think that this is Aaron Rodgers' fault. Like, I think... You know, and, you know, well, I don't think he shows any of the blame, really. Like, in, when it comes to the L.A. Rams, yeah, the offensive line sucks, but Stafford's also not been playing great himself. Same with the Colts. The offensive line sucks, but Ryan's also been making bad decisions. With the Broncos, Russ doesn't look comfortable. Russ isn't being Russ. With the Packers, like, Rodgers, in my opinion, is trying to do everything he can. I think he just has really bad wide receivers, and there's only so much he can do when his wide receivers aren't getting open and aren't creating opportunities for him to get them the ball. You know, a lot of people thought that him losing Devontae Adams, there was a lot, there were people that were on two sides of that fence. You know, some people thought it was a huge loss. Some people saw it as a loss, but not like a fatal death blow. And some people thought, oh, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers. He'll find a way. And it's definitely proving right now that losing Devontae Adams was definitely really, really bad for the Packers. Um, You know, I know the Raiders, of course, aren't, I mean, like the Raiders aren't, reaping the rewards because they're one in five, but you know, the Packers in my mind, they could easily be, you know, five and one right now if they still had Devontae Adams. Um, you know, like I said, the receivers just aren't performing up to the level that they need to for Aaron Rodgers. They don't have a true wide receiver one. I mean Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Christian Watson, like none of those guys scare anyone. You know, at least when it comes to Devontae Adams, okay, we need to send double teams his way. We need to make sure we game plan to stop him. No one's game planning to stop Alan Lazard. No one's game planning to stop Randall Cobb. Like, this this is not happening. Um, so definitely a tough, tough stretch for the Green Bay Packers here. And like I said, I think Rodgers is still really good. I just think he's suffering from a lack of receiving talent and a lack of, you know, the Packers' defense, of course. Like, you know, they've also not been the greatest so far this year. You know, they've done their part. They've done well, but... Um, you know, losing, letting the Giants march down the field at the end of that game in Wembley and letting them score was definitely not good for the Giant, for the Packers defense there. Um, if I'm looking at their upcoming schedule, they do have a bit of a tough stretch here, having three road games in a row. Um, but thankfully, two of those games, one is against the Washington Commanders, who have been struggling, and Carson Wentz is also hurt. Um, they do have one against Buffalo, so I'd see that as being a pretty uh, a loss for sure. And the other one's against Detroit, which Detroit's been better this year, but Aaron Rodgers traditionally has owned the Detroit Lions, so I think he'll be okay in that game. And when I look at the rest of the schedule, you know, they still get to play the Bears again. They still play the Lions at home as well. The Rams are struggling. They get that revenge game against the Vikings. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, 
And really, you know, they have to go on the road against Philadelphia. But other than the game against Philadelphia, Buffalo, and maybe the Miami game, depending on, on where they're at at that time, all the rest of the games on this schedule seem winnable. It's just the wide receivers really need to help Rodgers. They need to get this offense going in the right direction because if the receivers can start to make plays and get open, then the Packers could easily go back to what they have been the past few seasons where you know they could potentially be fighting for the number one seed in the NFC and potentially be an NFC title contender. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they'll still do enough to get in the playoffs. Like I could definitely see them. I know they've lost to Minnesota already, but I could definitely see them beating Minnesota late in the season and still taking the NFC North division. I don't know if Minnesota is going to be able to keep up what they've been doing. So my prediction for the Green Bay Packers is going to be, I think that they'll win the division or sneak in as a wild card. I think they'll do one of the two. And they're, in my opinion, just like the Los Angeles Rams, I think the Packers are also headed for a first-round playoff exit. Finally, moving on to the last quarterback on this list, it's going to be Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And boy, has it been an interesting season and offseason for Tom Brady. You know, there was the retirement, then the unretirement. Then there's all this stuff that's been going on about, uh, you know, early in training camp when he was taking all these days. He took a couple weeks off, which, like, he never does. You know, he took a couple weeks off. Then there's all this news coming out that him and Giselle are filing for divorce. And then, of course, the Buccaneers are 3-3 three and three right now. And they're still atop the NFC South by virtue of a win over the Atlanta Falcons that was definitely very controversial. Um, the roughing the passer on Grady Jarrett, that was the most egregious, uh, blatant, non-roughing the passer that somehow got called. Um, basically, I chalk that up to as a Tom Brady call. Tom Brady got tackled. It's the end of the game. We have to protect Tom Brady. That's what that was. That was not roughing the passer in any sort of sense of the call. It was the same deal with the Chris Jones on Derek Carr thing um, in the Monday night game that week as well. So that's the only reason why the Buccaneers are atop the division. It looked like this offense was turning the corner, but then they hit another roadblock against the Steelers, which I don't know how they managed to lose to the Steelers. Not that I'm complaining, but I don't know how they managed to lose to the Steelers in that game. Um, especially with Kenny Pickett going out with a concussion. Brady was seen yelling and swearing at his teammates on, at his offensive line on the sideline. Like, it just seems like his whole world is coming unraveled. And it's interesting because if you looked at his stats, you wouldn't think that. You know, he's got really decent numbers. Eight touchdowns, only one interception, you know. Eight touchdowns, only one interception on the season. You know, his QBR is right in the middle of the road, but he just doesn't look like that he wants to be out there. Like, he looks like he has other things on his mind. He looks like he's got other problems going on. Like, his mind is elsewhere, that he's not, you know, he's not into the game like he usually is. And the Buccaneers are struggling as a result of it, you know. I mean, especially if you look at his stats, too. They also don't tell the whole picture, because while, yes, the offense was good against Kansas City, and it was good against Atlanta... The offense has been really bad the rest of the time. Like, the offense was really bad against Dallas. It was really bad against New Orleans, despite those being wins. And then, of course, it was also bad against Green Bay and Pittsburgh, and those were losses. So, um, definitely the benefit that the Buccaneers have is their defense is still just as good as ever. The defense is what's been keeping them in all these games that the offense hasn't been performing in. Um, 
and that, in my mind, is what's going to have to carry them further through the season. Now, they do have a favorable schedule, of course, playing in the NFC South, one of the weaker one of the weaker divisions in the NFL. They still get to play the Panthers twice, which those should be two guaranteed wins. They still have, get to play against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they still get to play against Cleveland before Deshaun Watson comes back. Um, you know, they still have another game against Atlanta, which who knows where Atlanta's going to be by the end of the season. So the Buccaneers definitely... There's no question in my mind that this team is not going to win the division. Like, they should easily win the NFC South, no question about it. Um, you know, it's just going to be a matter of, I don't see this team being able to do anything once they get to the playoffs. Like, I just think it's going to be really tough for them to do anything. I think that, like I said, Brady's head looks like it's elsewhere. He looks like he's distracted. You know, you never want to see the quarterback yelling at his offensive line on the sideline, you know the last thing you want to do is make those guys mad because they're the ones that are supposed to protect you. So um, just a very weird situation going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But that being said, I do, like I said, I do still think they're going to win the NFC South. No question in my mind that they win the division. I think they'll be able to make it through the first round of the playoffs, but my prediction is going to be the same as what happened to them last year. I think they're going to get taken out in the divisional round, whether it be by like the Eagles or maybe even possibly the Giants, who knows. I think somewhere someone's going to take them out in the divisional round. I don't see them being able to make it to the NFC title game. I don't think the defense is going to be able to carry this team forward. The offense, like I said, even with the problems, it just doesn't look like they're in sync. You know, Brady, Mike Evans isn't putting up the big numbers he usually does. Chris Godwin continues to have injury problems. Brady doesn't have Gronk to throw to anymore. It's just not working. So... They'll make the playoffs, but I think they get out knocked out in the divisional round. But thanks, guys, so much for watching. Make sure you give this video a like. Leave a comment down below whether you agree with my take on these quarterbacks, disagree with my take. Um, do you think that they'll do better? Do you think that they'll do worse? Also, with Brady, he's going to retire after this year. I'm calling it right now. I think most people are, too, but he's done after this year. Like That's going to be it. With everything that's been going on, I think this officially is Tom Brady's last season in the NFL. Um, but again, like I said... Leave your comments down below. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. I know we're on the farewell tour uh, for Clutch Crew Sports as this is going to be ending in February. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for these last episodes leading up to February. They're going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to make sure to pump them out. And until then, I will see you guys next time.